Yo, what's going on, everybody? Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Basketball Studios podcast. My name is Brett. I'm the host. Um, kind of like always, there's never been a there's never been one before me because there's literally only been seven episodes. So, this episode is going to be pretty much just about part one of four of the NBA season so far. You know, Christmas is rolling around. We're about to hit that quarter mark of the NBA season, and then in a couple months. We'll be halfway through whenever All-Star break's happening. So I really don't have an outline. Like I don't have like usually, you know, I have a Google Doc up. I usually have like player stats I might be mentioning about so I can kind of just go off and use my knowledge, whatever, whatever. But um, as of right now, I don't really have an outline. So anything that kind of comes in my head that I feel like talking about, we're going to talk about first. It's kind of just because I've seen it a lot on Instagram right now is there's two things the whole load management thing I'll get into and then Luka Doncic being MVP I'm gonna start with Luka I'm gonna start with Luka so um I do not want Luka Doncic to be MVP not be I love Luka Doncic he's a great player he's young he's smiley he's a great teammate supposedly from what we know um seems to have fun on the court doesn't do anything outside of the court to you know really make anybody mad or to cause any problems doesn't do anything on the court other than give other teams problems but the reason why I would don't, I don't want this dude to be MVP for in any way shape or form is for the fact that I'm a Derrick Rose fan and if you can put two and two together that's because Luka Doncic is what 20 or 21 years old which means if he won MVP this year he would be the youngest MVP in NBA history stealing it from my favorite player, from my hero, from my idol. Not really. I'm not gonna say idol because like people like if you if you idolize somebody, then you literally try to like replicate your life after that person. But you know, Derek Rose is the reason why I'm into basketball. He's the reason why, you know, um everything's you know, the reason why basketball studios is a thing, the reason why the awesome six thousand follower TikTok basketball studios is here, and why the amazing basketball studios podcast is here. So you guys can credit Derrick Rose to that because if it did not watch, what is his name? XD, XD Factor, some, at the X Factors highlight compilation mixtape of him back all the way back in like 2011 of his MVP season. Whenever I was in fourth grade, fifth grade, I would not be a Derrick Rose fan. So yeah, that's why I don't want Luka Doncic to be MVP. Will he win it? Most likely. Does he deserve it? Yes, because he's the best player on I guess you could say a just kind of a, a C team as far as just like it's not like the Lakers where it's like Anthony Davis, Dwight Howard. Um, then you have the good role players like Danny Green. I mean, obviously LeBron, but I'm kind of using like LeBron and Luka as like since they're both the best players, like their supporting cast. Like L.A. just has a better supporting cast. Um, and then there's teams kind of like, you know, the Los Angeles Clippers, where there's Kawhi, there's Paul George, there's Lou Williams, there's Montrez Harrell, and then you have Patrick Beverly kind of being like the fifth best player on that team, and he's a pretty good option to be a fifth best player. Uh, you know, Luka Doncic, it's like, it's him and Porzingis, and then it kind of falls off after that. Yeah, they do have, like, Brunson, which is just an okay, like, kind of like a pit bull type of player, just just knocks down some threes, plays very solid defense. You have Tim Hardaway Jr. that probably goes, what, four for 17 every single game? Um, so the yeah, C player, like, am I really like JJ Barea? Are we really talking about JJ Barea? Like, is anybody checking for JJ Barea? 
it's kind of just Luka Doncic and Kristaps Porzingis. They have a really good coach in Rick Carlisle, a uh, pretty well-respected coach around the league. But Luka Doncic, they're what, like 18-8 and eight or something like that? See, I wish I kind of had something typed up, so I just had like all the stats and all the records and all that. But they're, what, about 10 games above five hundred, and Luka Doncic is running the show? Nobody really expected the Mavericks to be this good this year. They're literally one of the best teams in the league record, record-wise. Um not saying they were supposed to be bad, but they're kind of supposed to be average. You know, uh, probably win 60% of their games, but right now they're way above that. So, And that's all credit to Luka Doncic. Dude's averaging about 30, 10, and 10 every single game. And I'm going to put it out there. I feel this is going to be a super hot take, and so many people are going to slam whatever they're like. Somebody's going to punch whatever speaker system that this podcast is coming out of. I have Luka Doncic over James Harden, and let me explain. Uh, Luka Doncic at least tries a little bit on defense. There's one little bump, and you're going to say, well, Harden averages, what, 39-7-6, and 39-7-8, somewhere around there, and that's almost 10 more points a game and just about two less in, every, in, in the other statistical categories. But what I notice, and this doesn't show up on the stat sheet, but according to the eye test, whenever you actually watch these two play, James Harden, it's it's to where, okay, say the Mavericks are on offense. Anything can happen. But whenever the Rockets are on offense, either James Harden's going to get an assist or he's going to get two points or three points. It's it's a 50% chance that he's going to get one of those two, pretty much whenever he's, whenever he's handling the ball on offense. With Luka... He might go a whole like he might you know dribble it up the court, pass it off, and not touch it for the rest of the possession. It might just be passing it. It might go from him to Tim Hardaway to Hardaway to Powell, and then a dunk to where James Harden. It's either I'm going to do a step back three or I'm going to do a lob pass to Clint Capella. Where it's almost like you feel like James Harden is so motivated to get those stats. Not I don't want to say he's a stat patter, but it's like I think it was Max Kellerman or maybe Jalen. Rose or Scottie Pippen, what somebody said it, one of these reporters said it, to where KD is a better scorer than James Harden because KD will just get buckets because the game comes to him and he gets buckets, where James Harden kind of forces it, like he's trying to score, where Kevin Durant, he'll only shoot if it's like the right moment of the game, where James Harden might just throw up something and you're like, eh, something else better could have happened, like James Harden shooting that shot was not the best thing, like was not the uh, the best possible shot in this situation where Kevin Durant is just like all right he shot it he made it and that was the best possible shot in that possession does that make sense it's like Luca kind of lets the game come to him and those stats come off of letting the game come to him rather than him forcing upon those stats um and that's why I say that don't get mad at me I'm not like a huge stickler I'm not going to go fight somebody because of this opinion it's just my opinion um next up next up next up next up load management because this is a huge topic right now um, see with low management Kawhi it's like you can either do it to the extreme of like Kawhi or you don't do it to the extreme of Kawhi like Kawhi it's almost like you you know he's playing three out of every four games but he but that happens so often to where you feel like he's only playing 30% of the games that he could possibly be playing. And that's what I don't like. I understand 
you know, his body's going to be terrific for the playoffs. But it's like how many games, like in a couple of years, are you even going to be playing in the regular season? Like it, it just seems like he's going to be playing less amount of games every single, single year. Um, I get if you only want to play 70 games out of an 82-game season, that's 12 games off. That's 12 games that you're not playing, yet you still are healthy. Um, but it's like Kawhi, it's almost like he's only going to be playing like 55 games out of 82 this year. That's just kind of what it feels like. Um, and I think it's perfectly fine if Kawhi takes off, if it's L.A. against the Orlando Magic or the Memphis Grizzlies or like a super small market team, the New Orleans Pelicans. That's fine to me. But the fact that like that one game he missed, and this is what really stirred up the conversation of whenever he did not play against the Bucks, and it was ESPN live televised game. Like, yo, people want to see that. Fans pay thousands of dollars to sit there and you can be like, well, it's the fans fault for coming. Yeah, but at the same time, like, that's like if Michael Jordan took a game off against, you know, the Celtics back in like 87, you just be like, yo, like this is a very important game. Like we, this is like, you want to see Giannis and Kawhi go at it and he's sitting out and it's a live televised game. If it's a league pass game, if it's against the Orlando magic, go ahead, sit out. If it's against the Indiana Pacers, go ahead, sit out. The San Antonio Spurs sit out like, but against the Milwaukee Bucks and it's on ESPN on say like a Saturday night, like, just play that game and maybe take off the game before that. Like, play according to the schedule. Don't just, like, be like, oh, it's, I guess it's the fourth out of the past three games. Like, I guess I just have to sit this one. Like, you help the fans out a little bit. Okay, this is a big one, too. Nick Young. Now, he had that tweet. Where And Nick Young, as we all know, he's not playing in the NBA right now. It's, he's kind of just one of those, like, he's a streaky hot, gets bucket shooter, but just not in the league because he just doesn't really fit well with every single team, especially with the personality and all that type of stuff, yada, yada, yada. But he put out a tweet. And, you know, there's been that report that came out how NBA ratings are substantially lower this year. And he and Nick Young said the reason why the ratings are lower this year is because J.R. Smith and Lance Stevenson are not playing in the NBA. Hold up. The so, he he thinks the sole reason why the ratings are lower is because J.R. Smith and Lance Stevenson are not playing in the NBA right now. And his point was, look at their social media following. It's the same as some of these big all-stars. These are the characters. People want to see J.R. Smith shoot a shot and kneel on the ground and like play his, like, the the rock star guitar thing and do the threes like above his shoulder like in the air like that celebration people want to see Lance Stevenson you know get buckets and do some crazy dance and yeah I get it people want to see that it's entertainment sports is entertainment I'm starting to sound like Kyrie right now get into that later but did you possibly think of the fact that Steph Curry Kevin Durant John Wall Clay Thompson DeMarcus Cousins Am I forgetting somebody else? Like, who? Wait, hold on. Hold on. I don't think he, so. He did not account the fact that John Wall, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Kevin Durant, Demarcus. Yeah, those five. Zion Williamson too. Those six are out pretty much this whole season. 
People don't know really. People don't really know whenever Stephen Curry's going to come back. People don't really know whenever Zion's going to come back. Let's just say all those six players are out this season. A lot of people want to see Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Kevin Durant, Draymond Green, or uh, Demarcus Cousins, John Wall, Zion Williamson, the goddamn first overall draft pick in the NBA, the guy that's supposed to be the next LeBron. He's not playing. If he was playing right now, ratings be out through the roof. If Steph Curry was, you know. Dribbling 50 times and pulling it from half court like normal. If Kevin Durant in Brooklyn, in New York, in Brooklyn, was getting bucket, getting buckets with Kyrie Irving right now, TV ratings would be through the roof. But because those six players aren't playing right now, that's the reason why NBA ratings are lower. It's not because J.R. Smith and Lance Stevenson are not playing in the NBA. Like, come on. It's funny. Um. Okay, so Kyrie Irving. There was a report that came out how Kyrie Irving's had been having mood swings and the reporter or whoever it was that leaked the news said it it was I hate whenever reporters try to like come up with these creative words how Kyrie Irving's mood swings is making the Brooklyn Nets queasy like I'm very sure that Spencer Dinwiddie was like yeah man his mood swings are making us kind of queasy right now Jared Allen was like, yeah, his his mood swings are kind of making us queasy. Like, you think Jared, like, Joe Harris. Did I already say Joe Harris, Jared Allen? Who else? Karis LeVert. Do you think Karis LeVert was like, his mood swings are making me queasier than my, than my uh, gruesome injury from last season? Like, no. Don't say queasy. Anyway. Kyrie Irving put out that whole entire, that whole entire thing on uh, his Instagram story, um, the day after he sat out against the Boston Celtics. That was it was a, uh, it was the Boston Celtics against the Brooklyn Nets. It was in Boston. You know, if he played, then he would have been returning to the team that he left from last season. What did they do? Then you know they hung up signs around everywhere, uh, calling him a coward. Then even at the place they're booing him, chanting Kyrie sucks. The average like fan just it happens. Just like the 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 most average thing in sports whenever a player leaves a team on bad terms. Now, his response just showed how sensitive of a guy he is, and I feel so bad for the fact that he chose to play in New York with the New York media. And I would say that the whole kind of like the whole the whole reputation of the, like the, the high market media, like the Chicago, the LA, the New York, the Boston media. Oh man, they're ferocious and they attack you. I think that's kind of a little more played out now because social media, like the Utah jazz pretty much are, I don't, I don't want to say this because people are going to hit me with like facts about how they're not the same big market. But at the same time, it's like with social media, if Donovan Mitchell gets a big dunk, everybody's going to see it because somebody's going to post about it on Instagram. It's not like, I would say seven years ago to where if Donovan Mitchell had a dunk, it would just be like silence because he's in Utah and it's not a televised game. Like now any highlights going to make it to everybody's eyes and any bad performance is going to make it to everybody's eyes. So that's kind of what I mean by the whole, these big media markets are so crazy. I think that's getting a little played out, but Kyrie, did you not know that this was going to happen and stop complaining so much just about your whole life? You're complaining about how the fame is getting to you, how you didn't sign up for the fame and how you wish fame wasn't a thing being an NBA player and that you weren't expecting it and now you want to get out of it. First of all, then don't do a damn Uncle Drew movie. 
don't sing on your movie's soundtrack. Like, this is a problem you could have solved yourself. Don't do Nike commercials. Stop dropping signature shoes with Nike. Stop doing movies. Stop singing. Don't do these GQ top 10 essentials. Don't do these Foot Locker commercials of you looking at koalas in the air. If you're an OG, you know what I'm talking about. Stop doing all that. Go retire and play in the YMCA. He's all, people need to start respecting the art of basketball. Bro, basketball's a sport. Yeah, you can be all philosoph- you can be philosophical and make a case on how it's an art, blah, 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 blah. You're the artist. Make it your own art. If you want to go perfect your craft and go do your artistry, go to the YMCA and cook up on some dudes. Go to the Rucker Park. Go play overseas in like China where nobody's going to give you any attention. Just don't play in the NBA. Everybody in the NBA is famous. Whenever you get, if you're a top 15 draft pick, like, you're going to be famous. It's it's a given. If you're a top 15 NBA draft pick, that pretty much comes easily with 200,000 followers on Instagram. So, you getting drafted, now you're famous. You're the number one draft pick at Duke. You're famous. Did you not know that? Oh, my Lord. What else is going on? Um, and, and also, like, reacting to the fans booing. It's going to happen. You told the team that you're going to resign, then you didn't, and you left, and you ruined the chemistry on the Boston Celtics team, and that's the reason why you guys underperformed from last season. Did you not think that was going to happen? Anthony Davis, he leaves, the crowd boos, everybody kind of just laughs at it. Like, everybody in the Lakers was kind of smiling. Anthony Davis kind of laughed because the crowd was booing him in New Orleans. And then, you know, I mean, whenever Derrick Rose uh, played his first game back in Chicago, whenever he got traded to the New York Knicks, like 70% of the crowd was booing him. Now they're cheering, they're giving him standing O's, which is kind of weird. Like, you were just booing the guy. Uh, nothing changed. He never even came back to Chicago. He just switched teams. And now you guys are cheering and giving him standing O's. Kind of weird, but at the same time, they booed him. Did Derek care? No. He had a nice little performance. I believe since being a Derrick Rose fan and having that great memory of Derrick Rose, I think he had 15 points and 12 assists in that game back in like 2016. I think it was, what, November 7th? If I'm right, I feel amazing. Um, LeBron going back to Cleveland whenever he was in my whenever he had his first game back in Cleveland whenever he went to Miami, he had a great performance. Uh, Dwight Howard still getting booze in Orlando. He smiles through it, like every player goes through the booze. If you leave a team on bad terms, you're going to go through the booze. And like Kristaps going back to New York, they booed him. What did he do? He kind of smiled and everybody was kind of laughing and just like ha ha ha, this is kind of funny. They're not booing at the individual person, if that makes sense. They're booing at the NBA character. So, for example, Kristaps getting booed. They're booing at Kristaps Porzingis, the NBA player. They're not booing the Kristaps Porzingis behind closed doors. Does that make sense? So why is why are people taking it personal? Like... It's, it's nothing personal to go boo an NBA player. It's going to happen. It's sports. People are emotional. They want to stick up for their team. That's it. Anyway, 
I saw this thing. Um, now, I mean, I guess we kind of all saw it. This whole thing with LeBron, I love. See, I I like LeBron. I since I never was able to watch Michael Jordan play, I kind of just say LeBron's the goat because that's the only person I've experienced. And for the fact that this dude's averaging twenty five and twelve in his seventeenth year in the NBA and and is dunking on people like he's twenty five years old is still crazy. And the fact that his son's probably going to be in the NBA in four years, like LeBron's not going to retire in four years because the dude's averaging a twenty five point double double. Four years from now, he might be averaging what sixteen and eight, still pretty good. That's a that's that's an above average stat line in the NBA. 16 and 8. That's that's probably going to be like think about that. LeBron James at 40 years old, he's probably going to be averaging 16 points and 8 assists a game. If not if he's not averaging that, it's going to be like higher in some way shape or form. Either it's going to be 23 points and 5 assists. It's going to be something along those lines to where this dude's still going to be an all-star at 40. He's going to be playing with his son and um everybody gets so fake mad about everything. Like that report, like whenever Kuzma had those two blocks and the and LeBron, they act like he ran to half court. The dude was barely on the NBA court. He they were like he he's on the court celebrating with no shoes on because he gave his shoes to a fan behind him. The same person that's like, oh wow, look, LeBron is such a nice guy. He's giving his shoes to this this nice little young girl right behind him, and then two minutes later, it was like he's on the court with no shoes on. So disrespectful. Like, shut up. The dude is literally top three of all time, undeniably. Like, if you don't believe he's the GOAT, he, he is somewhere in your top three. He's earned the right to do that. And he was on. He was probably, what, just a foot onto the floor? He was, like, on the very corner. He was, like, if he caught a ball, he would have been shooting a corner three from the bench. Like, the guy was barely on the floor. It's not like he ran a half court and, like, Go went and gave like Kuzma a kiss on the cheek. Like the dude was on the bench. People get so fake mad. Like LeBron James dunking with his son in warmups. Every like that ruined people's weeks, and that's so funny to think about. The fact that LeBron James goes like like his son's his son's warming up for an AAU game. And this is really weird. My headphones just like switched the sound to where my voice is like Darth Vader and I'm not liking it because like with the podcast, if you talk into the microphone, you can hear yourself talk if you have headphones with it and it just really switched. So now I'm going to be talking kind of different because I don't know what's going on. I need to get some water because my throat's kind of scratchy. We're going raw. I'm definitely not cutting this podcast episode. I'm just going to upload this thing. So, like, I think it was um, Ashley Neville. She's a, I don't, I don't want to classify her as anything because I don't know exactly what she goes as. She's like kind of like a journalist reporter. Um, she seems like she's associated with like the Phoenix Suns. Not Maybe not hired by them, but like that's kind of like the team she covers. I respect her. She's awesome. Um, I just I don't want to like give her a certain label, be like a reporter for the Suns, and it's like, eh, that's not technically what I am. Um, but yeah, somewhere in like that kind of feel. She posted something on her Instagram story because I follow her and I met her in person at the Truth Hollywood, um, at Paul at Paul Pierce's Hookah Lounge, and 
she posted this thing on her story um, saying like how people got fake mad over this thing. And I, and I, I totally agree. Like it was like the perfect ex- explanation of it. How LeBron James dunking with his son and his at his son's AAU warm up lines was it was it, it pissed so many people off. Like, yo, why is it affecting your day? LeBron James did not take any money out of your bank account. He did not burn down your house. He did not kidnap one of your dogs. The dude's doing his own thing with his own life. And honestly, people don't want to look at it in a positive perspective. Like, oh, look at LeBron making this all about him like he always does. Bro, But at the time, what was his son's age? Like 13, 12, 13, 11, 14. I don't know. I don't keep track with this this dude's kid. But whenever he would, like, you know how many kids that are on his team that can tell their kids that, yeah, I play basketball and in my layup lines, I had LeBron throwing it off the backboard and dunking it. Whenever I went to lay it up, LeBron was the one that caught my rebound just to pass it to the next line. Like, that's so dope. Yeah, people want to get so mad about it. Like, man. Um, Is there anything else huge in the NBA right now? Uh, I, I think this is the great time of year whenever it comes to the NBA. Because now we're seeing, like, all the teams kind of even out and show, like, who they really are. Um, cause people like, I don't know if this was the Suns like exact record for their first 10 games, but they started off say like seven and three and everybody was like, Suns might make it to the championship. Suns might make it to the finals. Devin Booker's taking a huge step. Blah, 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 blah. Kelly Oubre looking like an all-star. And now they're like nine and 13. It's like people, people like teams are going to get off to a hot start in their first 10 games that, you know. Whenever the Lakers, literally, it was so funny how the Los Angeles Clippers beat the Lakers in the first game of the the very first game of the season. And people were like, look like the, the, the Lakers are not going to be making the playoffs right now. They're 0-1 to the Los Angeles Clippers. This Lakers team's not really improved at all. They traded their whole team for one guy, and they're still not improved. Now they're, what, 24-4? and People need to give stuff time. I think Christmas is the perfect marker. If you look at, like, the NBA rankings at Christmas and look at, like, how all the teams are stacked up, that's whenever you're like, okay, now this is probably what the teams are going to look like moving forward. Like, you know, the the second seed might go to the fourth seed and the, the fourth seed might go to the third seed, but this is kind of like the idea of what we're going with. Like the Miami Heat, like they're doing really good in the Eastern Conference right now and it's kind of a given because they're in the Eastern Conference. Like any, there's like a lot of really average, like B-plus teams in the Eastern Conference right now and it's like any of those teams can have like – 20 wins and seven losses right now. It's kind of like a toss up. Um, but yeah, I hope the Pistons trade Reggie Jackson. Golly. That dude, like, I hate saying this because I'm a Derrick Rose fan, but like, I don't feel like I've seen Reggie Jackson play a regular season game in the past four years. Like, it just seems like he's out with an injury. Oh, this is funny. Dion Waiters. That, that, oh my. Dion Waiters. This dude ruined his NBA career in the course of two months. What was it? Probably last month. The dude like overdosed on edibles or something, like passed out on the team plane. Already dumb idea. Suspended. Then he calls in sick. Like he's working a nine to five. He calls in sick to it, like what, a team practice? 
or like a game or something saying he couldn't come, then post a picture of him posing on a yacht. And they're, they're going to suspend him, and they're trying to trade him or get rid of him. That dude just lost all his stock in the NBA. Yeah, he was battling with injuries, so he had some off years. But that dude got, what, $25 million a year for like four, like a $100 million contract for four years type of deal. And he thought he was LeBron. No, you're Deion Waiters. You're not Jimmy Butler on your team. Tyler Hero's better than you. That none, that, what is it, none? Yeah, because it's not Chris Dunn. It's that none dude, the 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 new, the rookie, the undrafted dude on the Miami Heat. That dude's better than you. Goran Dragic. Bam, Adebayo is probably going to be like most improved player. That dude's better than you. Deion Waiters ruined his whole entire career literally in the matter of two months off of 100% of things that he could have controlled. Like, it's not like he went down with a torn ACL and then came back and tore his Achilles, like, like, it's not like some DeMarcus Cousins type stuff. Like, I feel sorry for that. Like, DeMarcus Cousins, like, his career, he was averaging 25, 12, and 5. And then uh, ACL tear, Achilles tear, quad tear, ruptured, whatever. Like, that I feel bad about. It's like his career took a huge decline because of injury, and I feel bad for that. But, yo, don't ruin your career by doing edibles and fake calling in sick. And it makes me so mad. Like, there's so many people in the, in like the G League that want to be in the NBA and have a career. Yet this dude's taking twenty five million dollars away from the team, like totally taking advantage of his lifestyle. But who am I to judge? I'm not in the NBA, and I wouldn't know. That's gonna wrap it up. There's probably some stuff that you guys might have wanted me to talk about, but I feel like I kind of covered a lot. Like you know, pretty much who's gonna be MVP, which is gonna be Luka Doncic. I'm not happy about it. Um. Uh, Kyrie stuff, load management, LeBron and his son. <sighs> what is that it? James uh, James Dolan, so the Knicks. All right, guys, have a good one. Peace out. See you in the next podcast episode.